And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory. Got my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. We got the man making the magic happen, super producer J.D. And as you can see, we're missing uh, a key member of the team today. And there's no way to sugarcoat this news, so please bear with me, bear with us here as we uh, fill you in on where our guy Tass is. Last Wednesday, Tass was struck by a vehicle while he was walking on foot outside the Braves Stadium. Now, his main injuries, they're, they're, they're severe, they're concerning. He's got brain bleeds, fracture of the skull, fracture in his face. He's, rec- he's getting the best treatment here in Atlanta possible. Um, and while everything is still day to day, he has shown some positive progress already in the span of a week. Cause this guy, he's Tats Mellis. He's a, <laughs> he's a stubborn <laughs> mother. Uh, in fact, we even learned last night, uh, that he's been moved already out of the ICU, which is a huge step forward. You guys have had a chance to already see him. I'm going later today. I was out of the country for a while, but yeah, it was, it was obviously a, a gut punch to all of us. I'm sure to you, you know, listeners and viewers right now, but uh, wild, wild stuff. I mean, I know you guys, again, you saw him, and uh, this is going to be a very likely long recovery here because these were severe injuries, like I said, but he's already making the steps forward here. Yeah, he's stable, he's alert, he's responsive, he can move, he can get up, he's been eating, he's talkative, uh, but like you're saying, Skeets, we don't have any sort of timeline for right. a return. And we're just all being optimistic, hoping and praying for the best. And like you said, we've seen a little bit of progress uh, in the weeks since it's happened. Yeah, and he has a super wife in Danny, uh, obviously, you know, leading the charge and leading their family there. So we are going to continue to try our best to update you on Tass's status. Uh, in the meantime, we have set up a GoFundMe page to sort of help raise money to support the family as that's needed and or to just donate to a charity of Danny and Tass's choice. But really, we just wanted one place to, again, keep you up to date on, on TAS and a spot for fans to offer words of support as well. So we're going to drop that that link in the show notes um, after today's pod. And uh, again, if you want to go over and, and we'll try our best to keep that sort of updated. Trey set that up, uh, I guess, last night. Yeah, it's in uh, the chat now if you're on YouTube. Um, so yeah, just uh, well wishes, anything. Uh, Absolutely. For Absolutely. Uh, JD, anything? to add uh you got a chance to see him yesterday i saw him yesterday um yeah he's making progress he's nowhere near out of the woods yet mm-hmm. um actually spoke to him this morning he is desperate to come in here and do a show although <laughs> he's surprise. nowhere <laughs> ready but uh yeah he's should we uh, get the stream yard set up <laughs> in, the, in his hospital room i mean i mean honestly it may come to that because danielle was like can I please just have Taz call you and you can tell him that, uh, that there's no, no buns today. And, uh, yeah, so he's, uh, he's in rough shape, but 
he is uh, on the mend. I mean, he's made incredible progress in just one week. So. Yeah. And like you said, being out of the ICU is uh, is very, very good news. That's so. right. That's right. So, yeah, that link dropped here if you're live on YouTube, watching on YouTube, and we'll get it in the show notes uh, for the podcast listeners and everybody watching a little bit later on YouTube. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live here uh, on YouTube. Like the vid, comment, do all that stuff. Subscribe if you haven't. Go get your No Dunks gear. We're going to try to do a show uh, because, you know, you said it. That's what Tass wants. <laughs> and so we've got some things to talk about, too, in the NBA world. Um, so let's get into Is This News? Our first one is from our, from our guy, Hall of Famer, I should say, Mark J. Spears. And the headline reads, Raptors current frontrunners for Damian Lillard. Is this news? <laughs> Can you believe it? Uh, <laughs> what week is this, Skeets? It's, this is, I don't know, this is month two of the Damian Lillard trade request, but it feels like the first time we've had any sort of momentum towards a trade. Mm-hmm. Is this news? I thought so earlier, but then I see Michael Grange today tweeting that now everybody's thinking Damian Lillard is going to the Miami Heat yeah, uh, he once is. again. But it does make sense, I suppose, and this is news a little bit because the Raptors have three players they could put into this deal, whether it be Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, or Pascal Siakam. There are cases for any of them being included from either side uh, of the trade. But now that we're hearing once again that Miami may be in the mix as the front runner, it seems like it's news from a perspective of the Blazers are going out and trying to drum up some more interest in Damian Lillard, right. which would then uh, make the offer a little bit better coming from the Miami Heat. This is the Masai Ujiri playbook. This is the Raptors <laughs> yes, move, is. right? Yes, this is, is uh, there's a big name on the trade market, and the Raptors like start poking around, poking their head in. Hey, what you got in there? We got some guys. It's like the guy on your uh, you know your residency floor in college or university. Hey, you got pizza in there? What's in there? <laughs> yeah, we got pizza. We're eating pizza, but they're always just sticking. Hey, what you got in there? Because they did this with Kevin Durant. A year ago, you know, the Raptors were linked there. They sort of did this a couple years ago when there was the idea of maybe Giannis would become available. You know, there was that whole thing. You're trying to keep the the cap sheet clean, uh, so to speak. Obviously, if he were to choose free agency and he didn't at that point, though that could be happening again. And we'll just be doing it with the Raptors again with him, I'm sure. Uh, And then we we get this because they actually did it when they, you know, made the deal for Kawhi Leonard. All those years ago, mm-hmm. back in the summer of 2018, uh, I think we just had the five-year anniversary of the uh, Kawhi Leonard laugh at oh, his really? press conference. I guess so. <laughs> I guess it is media day now, so but, we're getting close. Yeah, but I mean, this and so like you see the com- you, I mean, you hear or read some of the comparisons to that. Well, they did it for Kawhi Leonard. Why wouldn't they sneak in here for for Damian Lillard? Those are just two the two different Raptors teams. That 2018 team. Absolutely. Uh, it was a 59-win team. They were really, really good. In fact, when Kawhi came to them and the games he sat out, they would just continue to win because they were so solid. Where this is this is like whether or not even the Raptors should want to do this trade. This is a 33-year-old, very talented point guard. But we're talking four years, $216 million. And is this something you leverage good players, be it OG or Barnes? I don't think Siakam would be involved in, in, in this. But Doesn't seem like it. How many picks would it take? I assume three at the fewest and then pick swaps as well. I mean, you're giving Portland all of your draft capital for what? Be a little, be better. Be better. Championship contender? Is is Lillard, Barnes, let's say, 
and Siakam as your three main guys. If OG was the key piece, and then maybe it's Trent or Boucher, money reasons, and maybe it's even Grady Dick, their new draft pick, and then all these picks. What is that? What is Dame, Barnes, and Siakam? Where does it fall in your tiers? I mean, that's a good question. Uh, I think it would probably elevate them at least into the top six Mm. in the Eastern Conference. You know, like a locked-in playoff team, which they were not last year. They ran into the Bulls in the play-in tournament, which is exactly what you're saying. The 2018 Raptors, they got swept out of the conference finals by LeBron, right? Um, So they were much closer to the championship. And this kind of trade would definitely make uh, the Raptors better. But I don't necessarily think Lillard and Siakam as your number one and two are necessarily getting you uh, to a championship. But we've seen a lot of teams represent the Eastern Conference in the finals over the past couple of seasons. You know, we never are picking the Heat to go to the finals at the beginning of the season, and they always figure out a way to do it. So maybe if things break right, it would work out okay for the Raptors. But it's just strange to me, like you're saying, if it's OG Ananobi in the trade, which it seems most likely to be um, from the Raptors' side, they're going to have to include a lot of depth pieces, which leaves them as a pretty shallow team, though – they would have a really solid starting lineup and they're going to have to include a significant pick haul because we know that the heat can at least offer some combination of four first round picks and swaps just last trade deadline. People were talking about OG Ananobi being traded for four first round picks. Yeah. So now it's going to be like a, Eight pick swing on the other side seems a little unlikely to me. Yeah, for but you're tra- a Raptors fan. Would you want Damian Lillard? I don't know how to feel about this one. Uh, I want it for chaos. I want it for content. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But as a Raptors fan, I I feel I, I feel a little uneasy about mortgaging the future for like you just said, maybe a top four team that would be very shallow that would have some defensive liabilities. Uh, there would be that issue as well. And again, it's like, Dame just had an unreal year. I get that. But he is on the older side. I mean, he's going, he's, he can't get better, <laughs> I don't think. He might prove me wrong, but I can't yeah. imagine him getting better. He's only going to decrease a little bit as he gets up there in age and at that contract. I like the pairing. Look, a Lillard-Siakam pairing, that's a nice one too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that. And then obviously you're hoping new head coach Darko Rakovich, he can unlock Scotty Barnes and suddenly he blossoms into the player that he sort of looked like as a rookie and then sort of had the stagnation last year. But that's a that's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's a that's a lot for again, it's not like the Kawhi move, which wasn't a lot like it was DeRozan, Pirtle, and a pick. Yeah. That was it. Like you weren't like if this goes poorly, which it didn't, did the opposite, they win a championship. But if it went poorly and he doesn't play at all Hell, he leaves anyway after they win the championship. It's not like, oh, we're screwed. We're screwed for f- our future is gone. Exactly right. This That would be the gambit here. Like, the risk is like, whoa. <laughs> if we just like, whatever, we're a good team, we're not a great team. Uh-oh. We got no pick. I don't know. I don't think I would. I honestly. Now, are the Raptors just doing this to try and get involved in a three-team deal? There's other rumors of, like, Aiton being moved to the Blazers and the Suns getting in here. You know, maybe even OG being rerouted to them. Like, you can try and figure it all out on the trade machine. But maybe that's just what, you know, Masai and Bobby Webster are doing here. Just like, hey, can we get involved in this? And maybe you pick up some some piece in a three, four-team deal, for all we know. Yeah, we have heard Michael Grange say the Raptors are interested in Damian Lillard. This isn't just, you know, smoke here where they're just trying to get in the mix. So yeah. I think that, yeah, that under the right circumstances, why wouldn't you want to add uh, Damian Lillard? He's a, you know, he's... An all-NBA player, despite the fact that he was playing about two-thirds of his team games uh, the last couple of seasons. But, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that Raptors trade with Kawhi Leonard back in uh, 2018, that was part of the analysis, was like, if this goes poorly, they're set up to move on to the next era yes. anyways. Instead, they won a championship, and now they are trying to transition uh, to the next era of the Raptors. How about from the Blazers' side? Who do you think they would most want? Because I agree with you. Siakam seems unlikely. It seems like the entire point of this trade would be to put Lillard and Siakam together. So that one seems kind of off the table to me, which means it comes down to Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi. The Blazers have obviously had a lot of smaller guards, like, mocked to them in all of these yeah. trades. Those are two wing guys, at least, though they did just sign a huge deal with Jeremy Grant this summer as well. Yeah, is OG not just the defensive version of Jeremy Grant? <laughs> it's like if you They're can like put 70, those two... 30s of each of each other. Yes, yes. And, and this is why OG's being involved in all these trade rumors, too. Let's point out, he's like he's got a year left on his contract. He's going to get more money next summer as a free agent than the Raptors can offer him in any sort of extension. And like Siakam has an extension coming up too. It's almost like the Raptors are like, we have to pick one or the other. Like we can't be paying both these guys yeah. massive extensions. So there is that part. Um, look, I do think all of this is to get Miami to pony up more. If you're believing that they've like limited how many picks or what young players are trying to come back because they think they're the only ones offering yeah. anything of value for Damian Lillard because that's the only place he wants to go. That's the whole other part of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we you know we all think well if Damian Lillard got traded to the Raptors, the guy's a pro. He's gonna show up. He might be happy. He might love it. But he has made it pretty damn clear that he only wants to play in Miami. So then you're like even more of a risk trading all of that for a guy that's like I don't I don't want to really play here. Yeah, I suppose if you're the Raptors, you're just would want to force his hand. Yeah, Lillard's a professional. You know. Kawhi didn't want to come to Toronto either, and he ended up playing his season. It worked out perfectly. Who knows if that would happen with Lillard, but his agency is certainly sending a signal saying he doesn't want to go to Toronto. Uh, So more than likely a leverage play, I do believe. Well, to answer your question, too, because I actually just, like, skipped right by it, but I get why the Blazers... I mean, if they're doing this just to get more from the Heat, then good on them. This is what they should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they want to enter training camp with Damian Lillard still on the roster, which maybe why we get this trade happening. Is it to another team or Miami in the next couple of days? We'll see. But, yeah, I would want, of all those Traptors players, I would want Scotty Barnes. I mean, I would think. That's going to fit my timeline yeah. with my, you know, with Scoot and Sharp and, and my my young, young guys, even even Anthony Simons, for crying out loud. He's not you know, old. So, but but OG's only 25, and I always feel like he's 32. <laughs> it's just, That's right. like he's yeah. been around for a long <laughs> exactly time, right. but he's quite yeah. young. But OG, like, he wants more opportunity. He, you know, he wants to get, obviously, a huge payday. Um, I'm, I'm excited if he does move off, maybe it's still with the Raptors. I, I think he's, I think he's overrated. I do, and I, I will look. I'll, I'll, I'll sit here and tell you I'm wrong if he goes somewhere else and gets a bigger opportunity and blossoms into like a Mikhail Bridges type of guy. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. I, I don't unless he's done a whole bunch of ball handling skills and you know uh, sessions this summer that we're not aware of. I, I just don't. I think he's a really, really solid, good player, but I don't think he's going to turn into a like sort of the all-star level guy that maybe a lot of people do. That's my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, We've heard for a couple of, you know, transaction seasons recently that OG definitely wants to be able to show a little bit more offensively. But honestly, the Raptors could have used more offense the past couple of seasons. So if he was going to take that step, he probably would have, being already 25 years old. I think 
you know, we all see the perfect outlines of an OG and an OB player. He's given you all defense, level defense on one side of the ball. And then like you're saying, a Mikhail Bridges level scorer would be great if he could get to be a number two option. Maybe he tops out uh, at number three, but everybody's just kind of assuming he's going to get there yeah. without yet having taken the step. Yeah. Um, well, we got to talk about your Bulls as well, because they have uh, apparently emerged as a potential Damian Lillard <laughs> destination. Yeah, if uh, if the Raptors are the RA popping their head into every dorm room, the Bulls are the little guy behind them saying, I'm coming too. <laughs> You guys got any crusts I can gnaw on? <laughs> any ranch dips left over? Uh, so, yeah, Jake, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Philly Sports, I guess, was yeah. was linking the Bulls and the Raptors uh, to Damian Lillard um, sort of here as we reach, you know, the end of September. What, what do you think about this? It would be Zach Levine, I guess, is the key piece. Yeah, it would be Zach Levine. I, th- I suppose, but I don't understand why the Blazers would want Zach Levine if they've been yeah. against getting Tyler Hero this entire time. Levine is definitely better than Hero, but he's also paid more mm-hmm. than Hero. He's a little further on in his career. He has had injury concerns in the past uh, with his knee, though he recovered by the end of last season. It was really good. It doesn't make sense to me that the Blazers would want to acquire DeRozan, much the same as I don't think they would want to be going for Siakam either, just a little bit older in the thing, but... The Bulls, just like the Raptors, do have large salaries they can put in if you want to convince yourself of the promise of Patrick Williams. There's a young piece you could maybe include as well, and they're going to be able to trade some of their picks further down the line, just like the Raptors are. So, I don't know. It just feels like Damian Lillard, he looked at all the teams. He said, I'm wearing red and black for the rest of my career. (laughs) There's only four of them out there, and they all have almost the same things to trade. So, I don't know. As of yesterday, it felt like maybe it went Raptors, Heat, Bulls. Today, it's feeling like Heat, Raptors, Bulls. Right. So what happens here? The Heat just uh, increased their offer a little bit, and and like the Blazers almost had to do this because all summer long they've just been told, uh, "Oh, that Heat trade package sucks. <laughs> what are you doing? You got to do better than that. You got to do better than that." And then uh, they're like, "Well, we don't really have anything else." And now uh, either this is all fake and it's all just materialized out of nowhere, or they got some favors by way of agents or other teams to like, oh, start the whispers of other potential trade packages for Damian Lillard. And maybe that puts some pressure on Miami. It's like, okay, fine. Here's another pick or here's another, here's a Jovich or something like that, whatever it is. Yeah. I think that's, that's what it is. The, we've seen, you know, the heat potential asset package breakdown. They have seven valuable assets they can put in with their picks, with Jovich, with Haquez, you could throw Caleb Martin in the mix and then Tyler Hero. Uh, Nobody wants yeah, exactly, Tyler Hero. <laughs> exactly. Even, even the Heat are like, can we, can we, can we, can we, can we have Tyler Hero? We'll keep uh, Jaime Jaquez instead of Tyler yeah. Hero. Um, so, yeah, at this point, it definitely feels like the Blazers have to get other people involved to get all seven of those things or at least be offered all seven of those things. Take your pick of what you actually yeah. want. So um, that seems to have not been the case, which is probably part of the reason people are – down on the heat package if they're not even including everything then that can't be their best offer so this seems like a a way for joe cronin and the blazers to at least get miami to pony up and and give us everything you possibly can just to circle back to the raptors potential deal i want to make it clear if masai ujiri and bobby webster say hey we'll give you og gary trent jr thad you want grady dick okay we'll do that but then we're only giving you one pick like, and you're not giving away, like, you know, three or four 
future picks. We're, you know, we're talking. They, they would have to actually take off some uh, protections with the Spurs pick, which they actually uh, had in the Pirtle deal, him coming back at the trade deadline. But they could give up like 26, 28, and 30, and then a bunch of pick swap. But if it was just one, I'm doing that trade as a Raptors fan. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I, that's that's something where I feel okay. The risk is worth it. Yeah, add Damian Lillard to Siakam and Barnes and a new head coach in us in like a, a vaguely open East. Yeah, we'll take a stab at it. Yeah, you know, we'll try and keep him happy. Hopefully, he reports and all that. But if it, it's this idea of a 33 year old guard and and the the, the Rudy Gobert like deal of all of that, that that. That's concerning to me. Uh, I think that's a little too far. So, and, and maybe that's what Masai and Bobby Webster are doing. They're just like, hey, I mean, you don't like that heat package. You obviously don't like Tyler Hero. Right. Well, you, you, do you like OG? You want a wing? Yeah, right, right. Uh, you want another Jeremy Grant? <laughs> just sort of a different type of version? Uh, then we can give you that. But I think at the end of all of this, and I've been saying it since the July 1st trade rumor with Damian Lillard or request, He's gonna go to Miami. He's just like we just have to play this, 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 this song and dance here of getting there, and I think we will. I think he will be playing for the Heat, and I and I think the Heat will either rope in a third or fourth team to maybe move Hero, or they'll just get a bigger return and feel a little bit better about it. That's my opinion on it. Media Day, October second. People are treating this as kind of a trade deadline for Damian Lillard because. It would be tough for the Blazers to start their next era with Scoot Henderson as their lead guy, with the Lillard trade hanging over their heads when everybody knows it's going to go down uh, eventually. That's why we people have deadlines. That's how you actually get things done. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, though, I was a little surprised to see the interest that the Suns have in somehow getting into Damian Lillard trade talks so they can acquire Yusuf Nurkic. That's yeah. surprising to me. I understand... Uh, there's been some tension with Aiton. He probably hasn't been the level of player they were expecting when they drafted him number one. He's going to want more touches than Nurkic, but I think he's a significantly better player than Nurkic mm-hmm. is at this stage in their career. Basically, ever since Nurkic broke his leg, he's not been the player he was, and not to mention he's a lot older now than when he was at his peak. Yeah. So that was a little surprising to me, though. It makes sense from you know splitting up Aiton's contract into more players, which would help the uh, which would help the Suns. But that was a uh, that was surprising to me. I don't necessarily know if I think uh, Nurkic as the cornerstone of your defense yeah. is taking you to a championship. Right, right. That's exactly what people are saying. Like you're fine in the scoring department, and we may not even have touches for Aiton, and we already know how he feels about that. So let's get a defensive-minded big in here. But I don't immediately think of Nurkic as my defensive-minded right. big. Uh, but Jake Fisher floated the Suns and the Jazz as like uh, a potential participant in a three-team deal. For Lillard, and yeah, maybe the idea of Aiton. I, I mean, I like the idea of Aiton going to the Blazers. Some, like, totally, if they yeah. can get him in sort of some weird, you know, three team or four team deal with Lillard, then I like that. But yeah, the Nurk to Phoenix is, yeah, it's a little confusing to me. It does seem buzzy, though. I mean, even, you know, Suns reporters are reporting basically yeah. the same thing that there's definitely interest there. And Aiton's still a young guy with easily double double potential, can be a really good defensive player. And maybe if he's in a scenario where. He's more valued uh, than he yeah. has been in yeah. Phoenix. That helps, but uh, we shall see. Our guy Mike Zakari and Team Hole, he put it well. I saw a tweet. He said, every Dame trade rumor cycle goes like this. New team has entered the chat. New team, actually a great fit for Damian Lillard. Oh, Dame might not report to that new team. New team has a great offer, though. It's the best offer out there. Ah, okay. New team's going to wait for Giannis instead. That's the cycle for <laughs> the every cycle. team here with these Damian Lillard trade rumors that have been going on since... 
July 1st. I think July 1st. I said, I'm pretty sure I said it was going to happen within like uh, five days or something like that. You've gone on like four trips where you're like, I'm going on a trip. <laughs> Damian Lillard's going to be traded. Oh, I know. This you got, one. You got to leave this weekend. Yeah. I'm in Italy and I'm saying, oh my God, my team's going to trade for Damian Lillard. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but let's hear your thoughts out there um, on the idea of him going to the Raptors, the Raptors trade package. What do you think about this heat thing? I know we're tired talking about it, uh, but man, there's a lot of opinions on that one. People think it's the poo-poo platter that the Heat are offering, and then other people counter, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, Just get you a hero. Um, So you tell us. Got some other trade trade talk. Were you just checking to see if Damian Lillard got traded? Yeah, I just threw a quick one in. Who knows? It's a good idea. Uh, This one, by way of The Athletic. The headline, Pacers and Buddy Heald have begun talks to find a potential trade. Is this news? I think this is news depending on if Buddy Heald actually gets traded to a contender. Because I think he could help a contender. Buddy Heald is a good player, uh, at the very least, I would say. He's a starter for most teams. He started most games uh, for the Pacers. And after Steph Curry, you can easily make an argument that Buddy Heald is the second best shooter in the league. Like, over the past five seasons, he's made more threes than anybody. I know. And he does it basically every way you can get three-pointers, does it off the dribble, brings the ball up, shoots threes, shoots them from deep, dribble handoffs, movement, corners. Like, he can do it all. And he's a really great knockdown guy, 40%. He's basically just a shooter. Um, yep. but a, he's An elite team, shooter. But an yeah. elite shooter, yeah. You're not getting a lot of defense. You're not getting a lot of playmaking, though. If Buddy Heald is, like, your worst defender in the starting lineup, you're probably doing okay. He'll be targeted, but you can probably make up for it. Which is why when you see the teams that have interests, as reported by Shams, the Mavs, the Sixers, and the Bucks, the Sixers and the Bucks make a lot of sense mm. to me because they do need additional three-point shooting uh, just with the way their teams are built around Embiid and Giannis. And I think they could both cover for Heald defensively as well, where he's not going to be needing to guard uh, the best yeah. perimeter player out there. So Sixers and Bucks definitely make a little bit more sense to me. The Bucks are a little bit odd. Because the trade that most people are suggesting would be Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton going to Indiana for Buddy Heald. Picks included as well. Probably a first rounder heading to Indiana. Seems like a lot to me. And all the talk around the Bucks has been that they need to get younger and more athletic. They would be trading probably their two best perimeter athletes in uh, mm-hmm. Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton for an older guy uh, in Buddy Heald. But if he ends up on the right team, I can see Buddy Heald being a contributor. Yeah, we're we're at this point because the Pacers apparently offered Heald an extension uh, in the last couple of weeks, but that proposal didn't make Buddy feel uh, comfortable. Maybe it wasn't yep. enough that he was desired enough. Uh, he's in the last year of his contract uh, this season, nineteen point two million, and you know if he hits free agency, he'll be one of the bigger free agents mm-hmm. uh, next summer um, if he if he goes on that path. Now, no deal is imminent here. Like they've just we're just hearing that okay. We're looking to move him because, again, this extension, we're not going to come to a number we all agree on. So maybe we get something, the Pacers get something in return, and he could help a team. Um, you said he could be the second best three-point shooter in the NBA. It sounds crazy. I mean, you're like, okay, Steph is obviously number one. Well, what about Clay? Uh, but, you know, there were some injuries there. Yeah. And you just said it. Like, this guy takes a lot of three-point attempts, and he hits them at a high clip, 40%. Uh, over the last six seasons, he's 40.3% from deep on over eight attempts per game. Like, th- those are Curry-like numbers. Mm-hmm. So that is wild. In fact, I read this. It blew my mind. He's one of eight players, Buddy Heald is, to make at least 1,700 career threes on at least 40% shooting from deep. Ray Allen, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Dale Ellis, 
Kyle Korver, J.J. Redick, and Peja Stojakovic. That is some absurd shooting company. That's a list. That Buddy is in there. So, whatever team he's going to, I mean, he's going to help them in the three-point department in terms of just pure attempts and makes and obviously percentage. Because you can, like, I mean, you can put it in pen almost that he's going to shoot basically 40% from three. I don't know why that's going to disappear on every other team. So, you could see why there'd be a desire uh, across a lot of these squads, especially ones that are, like, we feel like, yeah, another shooter, be it starting or off the bench, could get us over a bit of a hump. Yeah, the Lakers are a team who was interested in Buddy Heald last trade deadline and last offseason. Makes sense there, though they're running out of stuff <laughs> yeah. to trade at this point. The Raptors, I think, make a little bit of sense. <sighs> yeah, I think he's a minor upgrade over Gary Trent Jr. At, at the very least, and I suppose the Magic could get into the mix. They need some three-point shooting uh, around all of their young guys there. Uh, but yeah, Buddy Heald never played in the playoffs yet. That's pretty crazy. Uh, to be, I mean, he started with Sacramento back when they were not good. He comes to the Pacers as part of the Tyrese Halliburton trade. They had an awesome season last year, but their backcourt at least looks settled for the future with Halliburton, Mathurin, and Andrew Nembhard. Yeah. So maybe minutes will be squeezed there, which is probably why they aren't offering him a big extension. But I saw their GM also said, we'd love to have Buddy around. He's a great locker room guy. He's good vibes. He's good vibes, and he's a great shooter. The Pacers need great shooting, too. There will probably still be a market uh, for Buddy Heald come trade deadline time. You know, much like Malik Beasley was a sought-after name. He's way better than Malik Beasley. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Heald come to camp with the Pacers, play with them for a little bit, and then as we get further on to the season, maybe a contender's like, we need a little bit more shooting. Yeah. We could get Buddy Heald for a first round pick and matching salary. Yeah. I could see that happening. So where do you think if you if where do you think he'll end up? Be it either before the start of the season or even like you're saying as it bleeds into closer to the deadline. Where where would you guess? Or where do you want to see him? Uh I'm leaning Milwaukee. Yeah. I just uh, there just seems to be like um with Giannis's comments with the fact that they brought everybody back in Brooke Lopez, in Chris Middleton, changed their coach, changes are afoot. Uh, in Milwaukee, and they're going to want to do everything they can to make their team as competitive as they can. And I think that despite having some reservations about Buddy Heald as a defender, I think he would be an upgrade over uh, Allen and Connaughton. And there you go. Then they got something to, like, rally the team around. This guy's never even been to the playoffs, let alone win a championship. Sure. Let's go. Let's do it for for Buddy. For Fresh. (laughs) Do it for Buddy. For Buddy. What are the other buddies? Fresh, Love, and Buckets. That's it. Thank you for always reminding me of that. Uh, I love that. Uh, do you get all three in the deal, or are they t- the Pacers keeping one back? Are they keeping Buddy Love? Uh, <laughs> if I'm trading for all three buddies, I'm making sure they're throwing in buckets. That's <laughs> true. And I would like, I would prefer Love over Fresh, but, you know, take yeah. your pick. Okay. All right. Well, let's hear from you guys. Where do you think uh, Buddy Heald would be a good fit on what team and uh, what potential trade package could you see coming back to, uh, to the Pacers? we got to take a break, but when we come back, uh, into the up-down report. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, let's get into the up-down report. Preparing your tubies. It's the up-down up, report. Yeah. yeah, baby. Got a few little topics here for you, Skates. I'll throw them at you. You sure. tell me if you're up or down. We got a new old jersey alert. Mm. The Timberwolves are going to be wearing their inaugural jerseys from the 1989-90 season for this upcoming 23-24 season. Uh, they wore these white jerseys from 89 to 96. Shout out to Doug West. Big shout out to Doug West. Up or down on these, Skeetsy? Um, uh, big time thumbs up. Yep. I actually love these. Uh, you know, the nostalgic factor, sure, but they're just clean, man. Those are just crisp. Crispy. I mean, Nas Reed, though, he's like, <laughs> this guy never takes off his undershirt. He's like me. It's like, uh, you know, my guns aren't big enough. I got you, Nas. Uh, got to wear the undershirt. But, uh, no, these are these are nice. Yeah, I, these I like these. I love them. Yeah, these, uh, I think these look awesome. We saw they had, like, the Wave ones, which are going to be, what, their City Edition? Yes, I, I like those, too. Yeah, the Timberwolves are looking good. I think these uh, look incredible. Should have a short on this in uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks here. But uh, you mentioned Doug West. Yeah. Got any, any other favorite random Timberwolves from back in the day? I mean, Sam Mitchell, I guess. Sam Mitchell, there you go. <laughs> uh, KG's vet. Yeah, who else wore those? You said 89, so they wore them for that long, dude. Yeah, they wore them for quite some so, time. So, like, was Gugliotta wearing those? Gugliotta got a half season they in got those. a half season. Yeah, this is a pre-barbed wire tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Shout Garnett played Pamela one Anderson. season um, in these, yeah. I think, as well, and then they switched to the ones with, like, all the trees yeah, around yeah. the outside, which do you think is, like, the classic iconic? These ones, they're inaugural ones, which, like you're saying, pretty clean. Yeah. Pretty Straightforward, yeah. I would say. Very much a throwback NBA uniform or the ones that I definitely identify with Kevin Garnett, which are, you know, like yeah. the timber around Those the ones. trim. Those ones are the ones yeah. that I most associate with the with the uh, Wolves because it was like the the, the, the small window where they had actually success yeah. and they were cool and, they're, you know, on the cover and slam and stuff like that with Marbury and all that. So, yeah, I would go. There. But I like these. I like these. Yeah. And like you said, with the other ones that we saw, the water edition ones with that rapper that uh, we'd never heard of. Um, what was his name? <sighs> Young Gravy? <laughs> Is that right? I don't know. It sounds right. <laughs> uh, Little snacks? <laughs> um, they have a nice set going. They got a nice in set. In Minnesota. So I'm thumbs up. Yeah, they look good. Good job. In <laughs> other classic jersey news, the Utah Jazz will also be wearing throwback jerseys to honor their 50th season of NBA basketball. Uh, Jazz are going to be wearing these uniforms from their debut season in New Orleans, the 74-75 season, yeah. Skeets. You yeah. up or down on these? Uh, I, I don't have much of an opinion on them. I I guess I'm up. I, I do like the note. Like, I think they're, like, exact replicas That's what they say, yeah. of the New Orleans Jazz. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that that funky little note there on the Jazz, the J for the Jazz. Like, they're fine. I, mean, I like the purple, and, and we know they're doing the mountains as well, right? They're doing one of those. Uh, with, like, they yeah, got probably. the craziest set when you think about it, all their different types of looks and colors. But I, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I, I saw the court and everything they're going to have. Yeah. I think they're doing a cool, like, um, like they're doing a 70s night. 70s night, and 80s they're, night. They're doing yeah. an 80s night. So, like, I like that. I like leaning into the whole thing. But, sure, they're fine. 
Yeah. Like, I would what do say, you think? Uh, I would say fine in general, sideways thumb, uh, but thumbs up for wearing purple uniforms. Yes. I do like them yeah. looking uh, in their purples. I guess they haven't. I was looking sportslogos.net, the Chris Creamer website. Oh, yeah, yes. Incredible, man. Like, I could just spend hours just looking at old jerseys. So I did. Uh, and apparently, Utah, I think of them as a purple team. I don't know about you. But they haven't had, like, regular purple uniforms since 2004. Because you think, like, well, that was blue, when they had... The blue versions, like, they had that blue era, The Darren right? Williams Darren, era, yeah. yeah. Then, like, the Paul Millsap era was navy blue. Yeah. And now they're wearing black and yellow, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, I much more appreciate the purple, so I'm happy to see these. And also, technically, these aren't the Stockton and Malone ones. These are the Pistol Pete uniforms. Yeah, these are... That's right. Funny to see. <laughs> these are New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, so, each team, by the way, if you're trying to keep track, they have four different jerseys. Because you have, you have your home, the association... You have the road, the icon, you have the city, the alternate, and you classic, okay? So the classics are, like, usually tied to anniversaries, hence, like, that 50th anniversary for the New Orleans Jazz there. Uh, And the cities, they can change each season, (laughs) which is why you get all these things. Anyway, we're showing you the four, um, I guess, new jerseys that we actually know of, and they're basically all throwbacks, right? I mean, it's Charlotte, it's Minnesota, it's Orlando, uh, and it's now here, Utah slash New Orleans. Yeah, I imagine we're going to be seeing a lot more new jerseys in the this week and next oh, week with people coming yeah. back to media. Day. I've already seen some leaks, Trey. Oh. That creamer's been leaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was thinking like the creamer in the fridge. Oh. You don't have to go dirty with it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, still, I don't like the stickiness in my fridge. No, you know no, how that's hard a... it is to clean out the inside of a fridge? I had a watermelon explode once, and oh. we just charged that to the game. Just throw it through the <laughs> yep. fridge. Gotta get a whole new fridge. <laughs> Easier to carry a fridge out than clean up a watermelon explode. <laughs> does suck and you it know does. we probably don't clean our fridges enough when you think about it that's so true because it's a pain in the ass all right next topic yeah. up or down on cleaning your fridge everybody's down on that one down. but you got to do it yeah. you got to do it up uh anyways the nba is going to be streaming some of its games live on max this season apparently there's going to be a bleacher report sports add-on package it's free for current subscribers till february 2024 it'll be 9.99 in march but you're going to be getting two opening night NBA games, 65 regular season games, the in-season tournament, All-Star Saturday, and the All-Star game, and the playoffs, including the entire Western Conference Finals. Skeets, you're up or down on Max showing NBA games. <laughs> Why the fuck did they call it just Max? Look at this. Look how ridiculous this looks. Like, hey, our buddy Max is showing the NBA game tonight. <laughs> Come on over. Come on over. Uh, we're going to clean the fridge and then watch a game. Um, okay. I, I guess I'm up on this because I, I, I at first I was concerned. I was like, hold on. Now we're going to have a whole other thing where I got to have Max to watch these opening night games and these regular season games, like you said, and the in-season tournament. But this is just like in addition to, right? These will yes. be on linear networks still. They'll be in your TNT, on your TNTs and all that. So if you have that, you're fine. So this is just another, obviously, uh, option here where you can stream it on the Max. <laughs> uh <laughs> So I guess whatever, sure, thumbs up. I mean, I don't know. I'll probably have to be doing it at some point. But you know, Warner Brothers, man, Max, keep like just keep the HBO. What's just keep the H the NBA on HBO? It does sound cool. Well, HBO Max, I mean, but uh, we all want HBO in there. Yeah, yeah, don't we? Yeah, it's weird calling it just Max. I'm sorry. Yeah, totally. Uh, (laughs) That's like of all of their associated brands. I'm like Cinemax is the one I'm least interested in. Yes. (laughs) Call it Showtime, and I'd be even happier. Yes, yes, Uh, yes. yes. My only question for this is like, does this then lead to ESPN 
following suit and somehow bundling their actual premium live sports content uh, into a bundle as well. Because, Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this Bleacher Report package is going to be serious because they got MLB games that are going to be starting, yeah. I think, with um, the NLDS coming up here and not too long. They're going to have the NHL season, and I think they have the Stanley Cup final for that. And then most importantly, they got March Madness. Like, you're going to be able to watch March Madness games on Max. Madness to the max. <laughs> Literally Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I don't know if that's a Warner property. Uh, but, I mean, that's a big deal. Uh, like you're saying, it will still be on linear stuff, but yeah. it's interesting to see if that will lead to full-on streaming packages where you can actually watch the national NBA games without having a TV package. Yes, we shall see. it's going to be that. You're, I mean, yeah. you're, what you're predicting is going to be happening. It already is, as we're seeing mm-hmm. here. So, I mean, I guess I'm a thumbs up overall. Sure. <laughs> Max, where do you think you're gonna watch your games? Do you think you're gonna like turn on TNT? Or you well, think I'd, like, I'd like to think I'll watch uh, one half on TNT and the second half on Max. <laughs> very, very cool. Because <laughs> I, you know, I want to keep everybody in business and uh, you know just spread spread my eyeballs around. Yeah, spread maybe your I'll eyeballs. watch one left eyeball on TNT and right eyeball on Max. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds tough, but uh, if they've got John Oliver calling the games, that'd be awesome. I'll tell you what, these better be synced up. They better be synced. I don't want my Twitter feed telling me something that's happening mm. 15 seconds in advance on Max or TNT or you know whatever, whatever whatever the opposite one I'm watching. Yeah, they better yeah, be that's linked. That's the worst. You ever been like out? You know, like out at a place and they're showing a game on TV, but then somebody's watching it on their phone and somehow they're not linked up. How does that even make sense? I don't get it. I don't get it. This is the new ATMs. How does internet networks work? <laughs> in other HBO NBA news. Mm. HBO, the network, has canceled winning time after two seasons. After just 17 episodes, the series about the rise of the Lakers dynasty awkwardly ends with the Boston Celtics winning the <laughs> 1984 NBA Finals. Skeets, you're up or down on winning time being canceled. Uh, it would be a weird thing to go thumbs up on this, so I will go thumbs down. Yeah. I, I will admit I never really got into the show um, in season one. People tell me season two got a lot better. For sure. Um, so maybe I should go back and, and sort of finish season one and then – and then fire up season two here. Um, wasn't it season one where we had a bunch of like Lakers greats saying, this is a terrible portrayal of me. Well, Jerry West was pissed. and Chuck, Jerry West was like threatening to sue uh, right. at some point. I saw Magic Johnson was asked about uh, winning time being canceled. And he's like, I didn't watch that. Nobody watched that. Nobody from the Lakers was in on it. And they definitely gave yeah. the vibe that they didn't really approve of the way they were all being um, portrayed. Except for Spencer Haywood, I suppose, was pretty happy with the way... He was portrayed, but I think not having the buy-in from the majority of the Lakers from that era probably hurt winning time's case here because, you know, that came out and then suddenly the Lakers put out an entire documentary like the real story of the dynasty. I actually watched that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm more of a documentary guy. like the truth. Yeah, I mean, no. They're going to spin it how they want to as well. That's right. That's right. But, uh, yeah, but people say the second season was a lot better and, like, a lot of, like, uh, you know, um, respect to the – the actors that were playing, like, you know, Magic Johnson and Kareem yeah, Abdul-Jabbar, yeah, yeah. and, like, that's not easy to do. Larry Bird, I guess. Um, wasn't that supposed to be Bo Burnham a long time ago? I remember he was going to be yeah. Larry Bird, and then he uh, decided against it. But, yeah, I'm thumbs down on this. Like, no one wants to you know, see people obviously lose jobs that are creating this show. So, sucks. And people were bummed out because, yeah, the, the Celtics win the championship. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. <laughs> that's not how it <laughs> should Lakers end fans, when it's that's a winning time brutal. Lakers show. Do you uh, think another network will, like, acquire the rights and like run with it okay you want me to give you a silver lining thumbs up case here okay now that it's been canceled people know it's over 
I got to go watch it and see Ooh, what actually happened. Because wow. I'm like you, Skeets. I started watching it. It didn't totally hook me. But yeah. now that I know it has an end point, I could see dipping in and watching it. Especially because, like you're saying, people said second season yeah. was really good. I know the finale episode is basically like a blow-by-blow recounting of the 1984 finals. Went seven games. A huge moment in the Lakers versus Celtics dynasty. So maybe people go back like me and say, yeah, I'm going to watch this and actually see what it's all about. Watch the whole thing. Maybe that does well Mm -hmm. streaming wise, which then entices another network to take a chance on it and then continue the story and tell it the way that they wanted to be told. That being said, it does seem like an expensive show with regards to all the extras they have to have, the locations, the actors, like getting the right actors to play these guys who actually know how to play basketball and that kind of stuff. But uh, we shall see. I think I will watch it at some point. I think I will too. I think you're right there. JD, did you watch Winning Time? Did you ever give it a go? Yeah, I did. I watched uh, three episodes. That's about what I did. Yeah, same here. What happened? What well, happened in it, that third episode that didn't hook us? Well, it it was awful. I mean, that's the that's the bottom line. Like the first three episodes yeah. that I watched, they were it, like in like very other than the actors. The actors are great, except for the one Jerry Bus. They should have. I think they should have. Wait, is it Jerry Bus? Yeah, Jerry yeah, Buss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was supposed to be, or Will Ferrell wanted it. Oh, yes. We, that's right. <laughs> John C. Riley got it. Yeah. Friendship over. <laughs> the, the wrong stepbrother. <laughs> wrong brother. Fair. Maybe. I mean, why? 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 Anyways, uh, it was a disjointed mess. Uh, I thought the performance was good, but very, very excruciating to sit through. Like, I just kept waiting for, you know, something to happen. Yeah. And it never did. And I wanted to like this show. I was actually looking Same forward here. to Same, it. Yeah. I was uh, trailers yeah, were great. I was into it. And, and it's based off Jeff Perlman's um, Showtime show book. Yep. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, okay, well, maybe we got to fire it all back up. No, I can't. I can't. You can't. There's too many shows. There's a lot of shows. Oh, you want a good show? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it saved me on the flight back from Italy because that's a long flight, right? Yeah. It's like nine, ten hour flight. Uh, they had all of 1883. The Yellowstone prequel. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so good, guys. Horrible. On a plane, at least. It oh, was yeah. perfect. I, I can see it. We went through eight episodes. We got eight episodes on that entire flight. Are so, they only one season in? Uh, yeah, there's only one season okay. of 1883. Nice. I think 1923, like the Harrison Ford one, the other prequel yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of the Duttons. Um, that one, I think, is maybe doing a second season. Okay. But we... On the way to Italy, we watched four episodes of that. That was all they had as the tease on right. Delta yeah, yeah. of of nineteen twenty three. Eh, it was fine. It was okay. Yeah. But uh, then we were like, oh, we saw eighteen eighty three. Oh, whole season. Oh, if this is good, we're gonna be set. Nor yeah. and I, you know, we're doing the lame little like pause same time like oh. i can't stand seeing you want to talk about being out of sync. Oh man, it's like HBO Max and uh, TNT. Um, but it drives me nuts. It drives me bonkers. She doesn't care at all. She's like, just look at your screen. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I can't know you're no, uh, half you a second can see ahead it. of me. Get, yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's right there. So anyway, we watched uh, eight episodes, like I said, and I th- it was really good. It's right. it's Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Barbecue stain on my white t-shirt. <laughs> they got some acting chops. Wow. Tim can do it all. I mean, they're a couple in the in the show. Yeah. So do they helped. sing at all? No, there's no singing. What a waste. You know, what a waste. There's no singing in 1883. Sure, there is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are they doing on that carriage? That's crazy, they're just, actually. just sitting there looking straight ahead. <laughs> JD, like... this is the Wild West, man. Every episode, you're like, oh my God, now what? 
Like the tornado was like the best thing that happened. That's how <laughs> extreme all the other things were happening. Uh, anyone get dysentery? I don't want to spoil it. Okay. I already said too much with the Sounds tornado. Sounds like yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only interesting thing I've watched recently was Don't Worry, Darling. What's and? That? Dumb movie, darling. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a that mediocre a, uh, episode of The Twilight Zone. Yeah, really. yeah, exactly oh, right. Yeah. It was, uh, it's um, the one that's like Olivia Wilde and Flor- Florence, Florence Pugh, Pugh, Harry Styles, oh, and Chris Pine. And Chris that, like, Pine. All of the, the, Who did he spit on <laughs> afterwards? Yeah, maybe he spit on Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, those stories, I would say, were the best thing to come out of this movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a skippable, mm. skippable one. Okay. Well, tell us uh, your thoughts on Winning Time. Were you a fan? Are you upset? And uh, what other shows we should be watching? And take my 1883 recommendation, trust me. Because uh, Yellowstone's not done, is it? Like what's going on? I don't on? think Kevin well. Costner? Costner left, but Costner's gone. He's, he left. Yeah, it was oh. a big thing. I've only watched one season of Yellowstone. Do I need to watch the rest of them? Too? I like it. I mean, it's a dumb soap. Yeah, opera. but do I need? I to... I love Wild West in the country. Me too. I, I love, love that it. Stuff. I'm a sucker for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do I need to watch all of it before I go to 1823 or 1823? Come what? on, that's not a year. Well, it's a year, <laughs> but not a year. Of the What's show. the name of this? It's 1923. Yeah. Harrison Ford, Helen oh, okay, yeah, yeah. and then 1883. Okay. Uh, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. Right. Okay. And some crazy cameos. Yeah. <laughs> I already spoiled a cameo for you. I mean, yeah. this actor's in one scene. And it blow you. You do a triple take. We yeah. literally did a triple take. We're like, we're looking at each other. Like, <laughs> is that who I think it is? And then you're like, okay, so this actor's gonna be, he's gonna be in the show more. Right. One scene. Wow. Can't believe they had the budget for Tom Green. Amazing, <laughs> All right, we gotta take a break. Up down report. Let's uh, see those thumbs out there in the world. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Yeah, I read that. Like, what are they doing? Why are they (laughs) doing that to me? Selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system? 
Oh, God, I've heard of time. EVOO, extra virgin olive oil, but this is EVOOO. Offering organic <laughs> olive oil. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. We made it. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night. More like Instagram of the weekend. Okay. If we're being honest here, Skeets. Trey Young is the newest co owner of a major league pickleball team. Apparently bought in to the Atlanta Bouncers of Major League Pickleball. Everybody knows who's on the Bouncers. Paris Todd, Hunter Johnson, Pablo Tellez, and Simone Jardim. Everybody knows <laughs> that their team duper rating is 24.87. But what you maybe didn't know is that Atlanta's equally famous bar scene serves as the inspiration for the team name, the Bouncers. The Atlanta Bouncers. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Great name. With regards to the pickleball, yep. the ball bounces. Also, it does. they have bouncers <laughs> at bars here. I think it's pretty hilarious. They're named after bouncers at a bar. Uh, but the reason we bring this up, JD, yeah, you went to a Major League Pickleball I did. event here in Atlanta this weekend. Yeah, champ- Championship Sunday. I didn't see Trey. I did talk to the GM of the Atlanta Bouncers, by the way. You and did. I, Yeah, and I was like, hey, is he actually, does he play? Is he into it? Trey Young. Yeah, yeah Trey Young, because, you know, you never know. It could be just an investment. Sure. You know. Uh, but she said he was. He is. So Trey Young. He came two days. It's a four-day thing. Four day he came to two Grand of the Prix. four days. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I saw Trey Young as well recently. Well, I guess you said you oh, didn't see him. I didn't see him. No, he, he wasn't He was with Drake last night. Oh. Ah. I think he walked. You know, Drake's doing this thing where he walks down with yes. somebody from the city. <laughs> I think Trey walked with him for show one. But I went to show two last night. Uh, Bow Wow. Okay. Wow. okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. He walked with him. But Trey Young was there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. He didn't have a pickleball shirt on, though. <laughs> that would have been baller. By the way, I went to try to get that pickleball shirt. That, the, I like the, the logo. shirt. Yeah. It's great. It's a cool logo. And they had like uh, – it. the team is mostly – the majority owner is Anheuser-Busch. Right? Oh, okay. So they had their own stand. Um with selling merch and all the rest of the merch was garbage, like in the regular merch side. But mm-hmm. I was like, I, we walked in, we saw them and then we were like center court pretty close. So we didn't want to move. Like mm-hmm. Rachel and I were taking turns, like you go get food and then I'll come, you come back and I'm going to go get those, uh, those shirts. Like half, it was noon and it, they had packed up and it was gone. Everybody was gone. Like the whole, and, I, and so I, so oh, then wow. I went back to the GM of, the Atlanta Bounce. So I was like, what the hell? Where did uh, all the merch where'd go? all the merch go? And they're like, oh, they had to catch a flight. I'm like, what? <laughs> but to be fair, the <laughs> the Atlanta Bouncers, they uh they I didn't think I don't think they won a single game that weekend. Oh. So they were like, let's get out of here. Oh. But they're also selling, you know, Michelob Ultra or whatever. Will you be trying out for the bouncers? <laughs> no, but Rachel might. Yeah. At the very least, I see a lane for you to become like the Shams of Major League Pickleball. <laughs> you could. Already got in, yeah. You're yeah. already an insider with the Atlanta Bouncers. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Wow. I wonder if somebody's crazy. carving that out right now. Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't. I you? mean, it should be me. I got one. There's what? Uh, I think 30 more. 
30 more GMs I have to ingratiate myself to. <laughs> wow. There's that many teams? Nah. Well, oh. there's two leagues. There's the I mean, we well, nobody yeah, cares yeah, about yeah. this. But. <laughs> anyway, Trey Young does. He's invested. He's into it. Atlanta Bouncers. Not a bad uh not a bad logo there. I like that one with the claw around the ball yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. yeah. The two worst logos are the slice. Sorry, that's Chicago slice. Yeah. It's literally a slice of pizza. <laughs> like a cartoon. Hey, a slice of pizza. <laughs> No, he's holding a paddle or anything? Uh, he might be holding a paddle. Um, yeah, good question. <laughs> and the other one is the champs of the weekend, the Orlando Squeeze is basically an orange. Hey, a uh, big, big orange. Orlando Squeeze. <laughs> That's good. What's the best name? The best name? Yeah. Um, I'm putting you on the spot a little yeah, bit. but great. Uh, I like uh, the best name by far is the L.A. Mad Drops. Ooh. I love that name. I think you have merch of them, right? I do. Yeah. I have. Uh, and their logo is like... Uh, Luke Wilson's character from um, uh, uh, Royal Tannenbaums. It's what? like long hair. It's not him, but oh. it's it's like a profile of a guy like him. He's wearing like uh, he's got a headband on. Yeah, look it up. It's great. <laughs> I know. I gotta see this now. It sounds cool. Yeah, it's um, awesome. Okay. And Mad Drops. It's like that's it's a move in pickleball to drop the ball. It's awesome. Oh, that's that's what it's that's named after. It's a move. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is. <laughs> This is cool. Eli Cash was his name in the movie. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, pickleball is cool. <laughs> Trey Young says so. Uh, you know what's also cool? <laughs> Survivor coming back tonight. <sighs> that caught me by surprise. Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there he is, Jeff Probst. Survivor 45 is back. It's 90-minute episodes this year. Oh, boy. And we will be here tomorrow from the factory for No Buffs. Episode one recap. So No Buffs has its own YouTube feed, its own podcast feed. We uh, recap the episode. We have a lot of laughs. And uh, the first one's always a blast because we're trying to figure out, like, who we like, you know, make Mm -hmm. our predictions. Uh, We generally avoid all pregame sort of uh, stuff. I I just, for some reason, I don't know. I don't need it. It's more pure. It's more pure. I like to be introduced to the cast like everybody else. I will say with the 90-minute episodes, uh, we are getting the iconic title sequence back. I heard, Jeff yeah. Probe said. Every episode, and there will be an Easter egg hidden in every episode's title sequence. That's what he said. Wow. So we're going to be like... Going to be locked in. Huh? Really locked in. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, Laura's got book club tonight, so good. All right. Perfect. All right. And, uh, and the return of Esh. We'll be uh, oh, in fantastic. studio. Oh, okay. He's He'll be, be producing. producing. Okay. I'll be at the desk. Uh, our new colleague, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to our guy, Esh, hired by The Athletic. Yeah. Smart He's move. Official. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yes, Esh will be here with us in the factory live at 1 p.m. Eastern for our No Buffs premiere episode of Survivor 45. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to see Jeff Probst light the candle, get the cutout. And then basically uh, rip uh, the decision for making it 90 minutes. <laughs> Even though we've asked for years for we've 90 literally minutes longer been, episodes, yeah. but I know we're going to be here we're tomorrow hate it. Yeah. hating it. I just know it. <laughs> I know it, and I'll apologize right now. Uh, but thanks for joining us here on YouTube. Thanks to all the podcast listeners. We love you all. Thanks for the support already pouring in for our guy Tassie. And uh, we will do our best, like I said, to keep everybody updated. Uh, until next time, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, Tass always says, write the story when the ball is in the air. When it comes to Survivor, meet the players when the show is on the air. Embrace the day, people. Love you, Tassie.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.